0: You're listening to the design your dreams podcast with Amy Lee, the show that challenges you to stop chasing your dreams and start designing them as the dream design coach. I've helped thousands of high achieving creatives reconnect with their inner blueprint to design, manifest, and live the life of their dreams. Each week I invite powerhouse creators who have built their dream businesses to come and share their words of wisdom and stories of courage. It is my hope that through the journeys of these incredible dream builders, you too will be inspired to design and build a life and business beyond your wildest dreams. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of Not So Small Talk. I am your host, Amy Lee Westervelt, and I am so Beyond excited to bring you today's information, you know, one of the things that I've really started to think about um, as I make my way through my discovery of my human design and what I'm here to do and who I'm here to be, one of the things that I've really come to realize um, is that I am here to respond. I'm here to respond to what's going on around me, to what my body has to say, Um, And so uh, their source right on time. And so that being said, something that I feel the need to respond to right now um, is the way that the world is experiencing something that I think is a worldwide phenomenon. It's certainly not a United States problem. It's not a North America problem. It's a world problem. And that is the epidemic of fear. And so I thought I'd do something a little bit differently today. As I was starting to make my notes for this conversation, I said, you know what? I said, I'm going to do an experiment and I'm going to see what happens when I put the I guess that the ball in the court of source, right? Like what happens if I channel this entire conversation? So what you're about to see is not scripted. It's not something that I've written down anywhere. It's not something I took notes on. You're going to see what it looks like when I'm in flow, when I'm truly channeling from a source greater than myself. So here goes the biggest experiment. Okay. So Fear is something that is, it doesn't discriminate. It's something that people all over the world, all walks of life, even people who don't have fear about things that most people have, like money um, or, you know, uh, safety, things like that. There are other fears that people out there have. Fears that you and I maybe don't even, you know, have. Things like, oh my gosh, what if my spouse is unfaithful or what if you know my we don't have running water tomorrow right like there is no specific definitive definition of fear like what is fear of and yet i feel like in this country at least most of us when we think of fear one of the first things we think about is finances we think about will i have enough money to make the bills will i have enough money to last through this procession Um, And so I think money tends to be one of those things that we all really kind of relate to when it comes to fear, but there's a lot of different ways that fear can show up. But I also want to point out, and maybe this is the part that nobody wants to hear, or maybe you do want to hear this, or maybe you didn't know this. There is a very real population that thrives on this fear, that when people are afraid They are easier, hello Sophia, they are easier to control. If you can convince someone that their well-being, their safety, their livelihood, their happiness is in your hands, then you can get them to do whatever you want. Now I want to take you back, we talk about this a lot, but I want to take you back to this concept of duality. Duality is the idea that there are two different aims when it comes to life on earth. There's service to self, which I always like to put back here, and there are service to others. In the service to others paradigm, which most of the people that I interact with are in, we are all about transmuting everything into love. It's about how can I create more love for myself, for everyone else? How can I heal the planet? How can I create wholeness? How can I use my energy to make things better for others? Okay, so that's the service to others But then on the other side, we've got the service to self path. Now on the service to self path, the main aim instead of love is power. And the way that you get power over anything but yourself is to overtake that thing. So there is a whole group population of people out there, entities, people, whatever you want to call them whose sole purpose is to keep everyone afraid, because if they're afraid, they're more pliable. If they're afraid, then they will go along with whatever they say. If they're afraid, then they're easier to control. And control begets what? Begets power. Right. So we know that there are people and entities and whatever, however, you want to look at it, that sole decision that that the reason that they live is for power. And they know that the way that they get power is to create fear. But let's talk for a minute about the people who aren't those entities. Let's not talk about the people who are purposely creating fear in order to create power. I want to talk to you instead now about the people who. Propagate a climate of fear and don't do it in order to create power and don't do it to hurt people. Okay. There is a very real obsession with fear. And this is why that is. So I talk all the time about human design. And if you aren't familiar with your human design chart, I highly recommend that you check it out. If this is your first time ever hearing about human design and you'd like more information on it, I have a really awesome free um email course on it. So if you'd like that, let me know, comment human design, and I'll make sure I get you the link to sign up for that. It's just an email list. Yes, my kids are in the hallway. There you go. It's just an email list for you to start learning about human design. But one of the things about human design is there is a center in the human design chart called the spleen. Okay. When you have your spleen Complete or when it's closed or when it's colored in, it means that you have a very constant connection to your intuitive guidance. It's like a plug that's in the wall. You ever had a plug that kind of like iPhone plugs, right? Like sometimes they have like a, um, a shaky connection and you kind of have to jiggle it, right? And it goes back and forth. Well, this is a constant connection. When you don't have a closed spleen and it's open, then you kind of get like a little hints of that intuitive knowledge, but by and large, it's not constant. So knowing this, when you have a constant connection to your intuition and you live in a climate where fear is glamorized, capitalized, all of these things, you get conditioned that when you get an intuitive nudge, your first thought is that it has to be fear. Oh, yeah, Sophia, sign up for the the little thing. But when you're looking at your chart, you're going to look at the body graph. And on the left side, there's a triangle that's facing into the body graph. Um, It's, I believe, brown if it's colored in and it'll be white if it's not. So there's two triangles that face this way, the spleen and the solar plexus and the one to the left side. So the one pointing into the body from the left side, that is the spleen. Okay, so that's how you read that. So if you have constant access to your intuition, then all day long, you're getting intuitive nudges that are telling you like, hey, do this thing. Hey, don't do this thing. This is a good idea. That isn't a good idea. But if you're not used to that, right, when you get an intuitive nudge, we're taught to listen to our gut and then I have this gut feeling and then all of a sudden I was overcome with like we're constantly inundated with this culture where we're told that having intuitive guidance means that something bad is going to happen. In fact, most people bet against themselves when it comes to whether something good or bad is going to happen. We are All the time, all of us, I hear this all the time, but what if this happens? But what if I can't pay my bills? But what if this happens? But what if, you know, something happens to my spouse? But what if nobody signs up for my class? We don't hear people say, what's gonna happen when everybody signs up for my class? What's gonna happen when I pay my mortgage and there's even more money left over? What's gonna happen when I am in the best shape of my life and I'm trying to figure out what I'm gonna do with all that extra energy? right? So we have this propensity to assume that our intuition is negative, because that's what we've been conditioned to believe. But all it is, is an impulse, okay? It's a little tiny nudge that says, hey, I have a message for you. Hey, I've got a, you've got mail, right? So you, you go down, you get that message, and you immediately, before you even open the door, You say, oh my gosh, I already know that this is the police. Oh my gosh, I already know this is the IRS. Oh my gosh, I already know that this is my bank letting me know that my check bounced. How? Do you answer your front door and just know that it's dread, that it's something bad? Of course not. You wait until you get to see who it is or you look out the window or you look out the people and then you make a distinction about what it is. Unless, of course, you have a really big trauma around answering the door like me. And then you have to kind of teach yourself how to not do that anymore. So when you get that intuitive guidance from within, when you get that little ping, you have mail, you get to decide, do I send that impulse immediately over to fear? Or Do I send it to the intuition side and say, oh, you must be a message. Hmm, I wonder what it's trying to tell me instead of immediately assuming that it's something to do with fear and death and something awful, right? When did we decide that intuition is always bad, that it's always something scary? And I think that a lot of the reason that we have this romance with fear is because we're afraid to face it. We're afraid to face what we're afraid of because then it's not unknown anymore. Then we know who's at the door. If we just stand there and we let the doorbell ring and we stand behind the door, right? And we just go, oh, you know, somebody's behind there and I'm not going to look, then we don't have to deal with it. But what if it was somebody delivering flowers? What if it was the person that you, you know, just broke up with you coming back and saying, I was so wrong. What if it's Publisher's Clearinghouse, which some people say that that never happened. That was definitely a thing at McMahon. Publisher's Clearinghouse used to be this thing that you would knock on your door and you want a bunch of money. So when we are so afraid to deal with that impulse and just assume that it's fear, we're missing out on all the good things that it could be. So think of it like this. If you have a baby and you change the baby's diaper and you put that diaper in a drawer, right? And you just put it over here in a drawer. You're not looking at it. You can't see it. But guess what? That thing still stinks. So until you move the diaper out of the way into the trash and deal with it, it's going to keep smelling. It's like an alarm clock. It's like snoozing. Like you go in another room and you're like, oh yeah, the diaper's gone. And then you come back in and your whole room smells, and you're like, what the heck happened? You never dealt with the damn diaper. So the thing is, your fear is going, or your intuitive nudge rather, is going to sit there and snooze and come back and back and back and back. Hey, 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 right? It's going to, or rather it's going to continuously let you know that there's something to deal with until you actually deal with it. But here's the best part. You deal with it from the beginning. If you let the intuitive nudge come through, guess what happens? You get the guidance. Sometimes it may be, oh my gosh, we don't have the money to make the payment. Great. Let's figure that out on day one, when we have 14 days before we get a late fee and let's be in, in, you know, have ingenuity about it instead of doing it two minutes before it's due and having to go, oh my gosh, we never dealt with this. Okay. Well, here we are. Do you know how many people in this country have had their houses foreclosed because they were afraid to answer the emails or the phone calls from the bank? They were so afraid of what it meant that they literally got to the point that when they were finally ready to negotiate, it was too late. They'd already missed too many of the things. You know, my husband is one of those people back in the day when we first met, you know, he had a lot of credit card debt and stuff left over from his ex-wife. And so they would call and he wouldn't answer. And I'd be like, tell them you don't have the money and tell them that you're working on it. Communicate with them. But if you don't communicate with them, now you're the adversary. Now you're avoiding them. Now they're going to see you as the bad guy. But the moment that you give yourself permission to say, hey, yeah, sorry, you know what? I don't actually have the money right now. I know. I totally shouldn't, probably shouldn't have charged it. But here we are. Things change. Um, What can I do to, you know, show you guys that I'm I'm trying to do this? You know, I, I really can't. Yeah, I can't really send that much right now. Yeah. Okay. Sure. I could do 50 bucks. Absolutely. Yeah. Feel free to call me Friday and we'll see where I am. Right. Like that's a conversation between two entities. But when you go, Oh my gosh, they're calling again. Oh my gosh, they're calling again. Oh my gosh, they're calling again. What are you doing? You're putting off the inevitable, right? So understand that fear and faith are actually the same energy in your body because fear is being afraid of something you can't see. In fact, fear is believing in something you cannot see. Faith is believing in something you cannot see. You choose which wolf to feed. You choose where you send your energy. This is an impulse that's coming in for you. Does this mean something amazing is going to happen or just means something terrible is going to happen you get to decide what that energy means in your body and i get it i get it so many of us are conditioned that you know it's bad right so many of us are conditioned that if we have that fear impulse if we have that that nudge that huh something just pinged me we immediately take it to the fear side. I get that. I totally get that. But we get to make a new choice. We can instead say, huh, that yucky feeling just came to my body because I'm so used to and so conditioned, feeling like any kind of impulse means fear. I know that about myself. So what can I do instead? Well, I can take that fear and I can put it on something. I could take, you know, I could project it onto something. I don't have a crystal nearby, but I could take a crystal and I could put a crystal and say, I'm sending all that fear energy, all that yuckiness I'm sending. You mean I shouldn't have Sally Mae said to do not disturb. No, talk to them. Level with them. Do you know back when we didn't have like a dollar, right? When we were paying my, uh, Will's ex-wife a ton of money, we had, he had just become an officer. We didn't have any extra money. And my student loans were due. And they called me and they're like, wait, you're not making any money? And I'm like, no, I don't have a job. They're like, so you have a zero, zero income. I was like, Yeah. They're like, Oh, we'll fill out this form. And we won't bother you again for a year. You're gonna file zero income for you personally? Yeah. Okay, great. Well then yeah, fill out this form, I'll send it to you. Go get it notarized and um and you're good to go. And I was like, What? Like here I am worried about how I'm gonna make this two hundred and thirty dollar graduated payment but because I had a conversation with them they showed me what to do because the thing is if you just sit there and let them constantly try to get a hold of you then the only thing they can do is try to get a hold of you once they get a hold of you now you can have a conversation you qualify for these three programs they say they want to help and then they won't well I mean I, I mean, I, I think that there are federal programs that are in place that that supersede w- whatever company it is, right? Like it's like a federal thing. Um, I know my my student loans were through uh, Ed Financial, I think. And and that was really kind of, you know, because there's a the thing, if you don't have the money, they can't take money that you don't have. So they would rather get you checked off of their list and put you into a program where... They don't have to deal with constantly putting the manpower into trying to contact you, right? Like now they can write you off or they can say, well, this person doesn't have any money. So we're wasting our time by calling them. But if you consistently don't answer their calls, that's a totally different energy. Does that make sense to you? I feel like that makes sense. So one of the things when it comes to fear is that we fear the absolute worst and we catastrophize what could happen. But 99.9% of the time, it never gets there. It never gets as bad as we act like it's going to get. We really, truly, if we think about it, it never really gets that bad. It it gets close sometimes, right? Or something that we thought was going to happen happens. But it's never as bad as we think it's going to be. So what I like to do and what I've done for years is I like to do the worst case scenario. I get down and dirty and think, okay, what's the worst thing that could happen, right? So full disclosure, before COVID, not during COVID, before COVID, when I was transitioning from my multi-level marketing into coaching, things were not amazing at the time, and we were kind of financially struggling, okay? And there was a minute where we had been so behind on our mortgage, again, before COVID, We were so behind on our mortgage that they were starting to put the envelope on the door. We were getting letters, blah, blah, blah. It was very scary. And at first I didn't want to deal with it. And then eventually I said, okay, what's the worst that can happen? And I actually called my mortgage company. I was honest with them. I was like, I don't have the money to pay you this right now. Will you walk me through what happens? And he said, absolutely. So the first thing is you're going to get two more letters like this before anything happens. Then they'll come out to the they'll come out to the house to make sure you live there. Then they're gonna send you a notice of foreclosure. From that point, you still have all these options. And I thought to myself, there's no way I can't come up with $2,300 or whatever my mortgage was at the time because it's gone up. Um, there's no way that I can't come up with that in that much time. I know I can. So when I faced the fear and I knew what could possibly happen, the fear disappeared. Because I didn't snooze it anymore, I changed it. I turned the alarm off, right? So you've got these impulses that are coming into your brain. You deal with them. You deal with them. You get that nudge, like, Ugh, I'm afraid. Oh, gosh, you know, I, I need to talk to Capital One. Great, get on the phone with Capital One. And if somebody's rude to you, if somebody's rude to you, then you say, I want to speak to your supervisor. And you tell them, and if they say, Oh, you can't speak to my supervisor, then you look up that company online and you go on their Facebook. Facebook always works, by the way. You call out a company on Facebook, they will be in your DM so fast, your head will spin. You couldn't get nowhere with them on the phone, nowhere with them in email. But if you call them out on Facebook, brother, I will tell you, they will be like, what's your account number? How can I help you? It is like the ultimate, like copying your manager on an email. It works every single time. Nobody wants to be badmouthed mouthed on Facebook. They don't know how big your, that your, um, your following is. They don't know how big of an influencer you are. They don't know who's watching. So they're terrified. So if somebody ever gives you a hard time, you make sure that that's what you do. Okay. But most people are nice. Most people are kind. They're just trying to make their own money, you know, and take care of their families. And you just have a conversation. You have a conversation and here's what you don't do. Okay. You don't let it mean something about yourself because one of the things that held me back from dealing with a lot of my financial stress at the beginning was how I felt ashamed that I didn't have the money that I felt ashamed that I couldn't pay my bills. There's no shame in that. We're in the middle of a freaking recession, right? We just got off the heels of a pandemic. The fact that you're still standing is amazing. If you're having financial difficulties, or if you were, you get to to absolve yourself of that. It doesn't mean that you're a bad person. Maybe it means you're not good with money maybe, or maybe it just means that you just had a rough time. Right. And if you're looking for ways to get around that and to, and to move into a different mindset and figure out how to make more money and, you know, all those things, like I'm there for you and let's have a conversation. But at the end of the day, that fear of what could happen is what's keeping you stuck. So if that message was for you, then you're welcome. And if it wasn't, and you're like, I have no problem with money. Money is not my issue. My issue is that I'm afraid my spouse is going to die, or I'm afraid my kids are going to get sick, or I'm afraid that, you know, every time I get in a plane, I'm afraid that something's going to happen. I want to offer you the idea that a lot of that is conditioning. A lot of that is Movies and TV and store news stories and seeing these things happen. And there's nothing that says that that's going to be your reality. Nothing. There's nothing that says that that's going to be a reality. For a really long time, I was afraid to let my children get in the car with anyone else but me and my husband. Because my theory was if something happened and they were no longer with us, that that I wouldn't get to say goodbye. That they wouldn't have their mommy, that they'd be scared. And I had to get over that. I had to get over that. I had to understand that, number one, my children are my children, but they're also their own human beings with their own desires and their own lives. And if I wasn't with them and heaven forbid something happen to them, they would be wherever they needed to be because they're human beings and their souls and they would go where they needed to go. And they would know that I loved them. And so recently I let my daughter stay over my in-laws for the first time. And I was absolutely terrified, she was fine. And she came home safe. and it was great. You might be afraid like, Oh my gosh, I just had a 30, 50, $60,000 month. What happens if that doesn't happen next month? Maybe that intuitive now just saying, oh my gosh, what would happen if instead of sending one email a week, I send two emails a week? See, if you can catch the what if, and then don't just fill in the rest of the sentence with your brain and let your intuition really guide you, there is some really juicy knowledge at the end of that. But if you just automatically finish the sentence for source, universe, higher power, Oh my gosh, what if, what if the the house burns down, right? That's a very real energy. What if I DM 10 people that have been on my wait list and tell them that I have an offer for them and five of them respond and I have a $20,000 week. Do you see the difference? That what if is like, you could try this, but you're hearing it like, oh my goodness, here comes doomsday. And there's so much of the population that has that closed spring that that is how they operate. in that idea of, oh my gosh, the sky is falling. Something bad is going to happen. But that is a conditioning. That is you pushing your energy in that direction. So the impulse comes in. You say okay, I've got this intuitive nudge. I got a feeling in my body. Is it dread? No, it's just kind of uncertainty, excitement. Let me feel into this a little more. Money, something to do with money. Okay. Hmm. How can I make more money? And then all of a sudden something comes to you and you're like, I know. And then you have this whole flood of information. But if you shut that down and go, this means that my next offer is going to suck and everyone's going to hate me. And do you see what I'm saying? So like, you have to really focus on undoing that conditioning because fear is only a label. Fear is simply you betting the universe that things are going to suck instead of betting the universe that they're gonna be amazing. And remember what I always say, the universe is the great prover. It can only show you what you believe to be true. So doesn't it make sense for you to start believing in all the good things, believing that miracles are on their way, believing that money is always coming to you, Believe because if that's what the universe has to show you, then why would you ever wanna think anything else? Why would you ever even consider entertaining thoughts of what if this bad thing happens when you know that it's in your control? And I hear you out there. You're like, what do you mean? So you're saying that the bad things are my fault? No, it's not about fault. The universe doesn't pick favorites. It's not, it's impersonal. It's not about you. It's about the energy that your human puts off. And the universe creates an energetic match for that energy. So if you want the energy that's up here, like, oh my gosh, everything happens for me. I love my life. These things are so amazing. Then you can't come in here and go, but what if they're not? But what if they're not amazing? But what if things are terrible? Because this vibration is over here and you're over here. It's not personal. It's not you screwed up. It's not it's your fault. It's not you're the reason that so-and-so got sick. Or it's your fault that, you know, your house burned down. It's not that. It's about being an energetic match. Being in alignment with what you're trying to create. So if you want to live your life in fear, by all means, keep going with the fear track. I don't think you do. I don't think you enjoy it. One of the things that I've had to do is just turn off the news. In fact, I went so far as to block all of the news channels on my Facebook. I can still see them, but I can't comment on them. So when I see something that I'm like, Ugh! in the unlikely event that I go look at the news, I'm not allowed to get involved in the conversation. Thank you, Facebook. I recommend you do that. I recommend that if you have somebody in your news feed that's talking consistently negatively about something. Go ahead and and give you permission to snooze them. Not because what they're saying isn't true, but because we now know that we create our reality. There are hundreds of thousands of terrible things happening at this moment. There are hundreds of thousands of incredibly wonderful things happening at this moment. And none of them are happening in your field. Your field is sacred. Your field is separate. And that doesn't, that's not a good or bad thing. It just is. So, if this resonated with you and you feel like, yes, I want to learn more about my fear response. I want to figure out how to, to fix this once and for all, then I recommend my Design to Dream membership. Because in my Design to Dream membership, I have a course where I teach you all about taking back the power from fear putting it all back on you, giving you permission and the power to be in charge of your own destiny. It's in a program I have called The Conscious Creator. It's a seven-module program that is part of the membership. There's also other courses in there. You get my scripting course. We're going to be adding in the Human Design Decoded course. We're adding in some other empath courses. You're also going to get a monthly coaching call with me, um, a monthly group coaching call with me, as well as some other goodies. So if that resonates for you and you're into that, go ahead and drop membership in the comments, or you can just go to amylee.club and sign up. It's $47 a month. Cancel anytime you want. Um, The thing though, is that the price will go up. The more stuff that's in there, obviously. And so when you stay in there, you're grandfathered at the current price. Um, But if you leave and come back and the price is different, then you come in at the new price, which I mean, obviously. (laughs) If anybody has any questions about this fear response, I would love to hear how you are taking this information and what you are going to do with it. If you feel like you are inspired by this conversation about human design and you would like to learn more, Um, Then go ahead and put human design in the comments, and we will reach out to you and get you that uh, standalone course, that email course. And if you want to learn all about your human design, your custom chart, you're like, oh, I love human design. I want to learn all about me and how I move through my world. I do have something called a dream design intensive, a 90 minute one on one session where I walk you through your human design chart as well as your soul vision and how they fit together for your. your walk in this world. So thank you so much for being here, guys. I always appreciate this conversation. Uh, For right now, my generator self is feeling like this is going to be something that I'm going to do every other week. So every other week, I'm going to do a podcast guest and every other week, I'm going to do a not so small talk. So that's what this is. Um, So I think that feels really good. If you guys have any ideas or things you want to hear more about or any questions or something that you're like, Hey, could you do a not so small talk about this? Feel free to let me know. I would certainly, certainly love to do that. Um, but yeah, so in the meantime, I will let you guys go. You need to do a dream. Oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Yes. I have so much fun doing dream design intensives. So with that, I will let you guys go until next time. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. But most of all, may you be at peace. Namaste.